Hey there, teacher friend. I'm coming at you today with a super fun episode that is going to help you streamline your productivity. It's going to help you with managing your super slippery summer schedule, be able to help you as a homeschooling mother, as a micro school builder, as a teacher, still enjoy your summer, but be able to do the deep work, the passion work, the things that you need to do, that you love to do. Maybe you are building a micro school right now and you are trying to enroll students. You are hiring teachers potentially. You could even be setting up your school, your classroom. You may be running summer camps. How do we do it all? How do we do it all but still enjoy our summer, still stay sane, and still enjoy what we are doing? Well, today I'm going to give you my favorite tips and how I've been doing that this summer, and I can't wait to share them with you. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Well, hot dog, hot dog, hot diggy dog. I cannot wait to read this incredible podcast review from my beautiful friend and fellow micro school builder, Hannah Hogan. She literally left such a beautiful podcast review that touched me immensely. Hannah, thank you so much. She said, game changer. Mackenzie is changing the game for teachers everywhere. She changed the game for me, and let me just tell you, side note here, thank you, Hannah, for saying that, and I just want you to know, to God be the glory, I definitely appreciate the credit, but I just got to say, I want to thank God, and I want to thank each and every one of you for encouraging me along the way. This is not for me to be boastful. I just want to share this podcast review because I know that it's going to touch many of you as you are heading down this path, and you need to make sure that you have the encouragement and you see other people that are pouring into others and guess what else they are literally going through exactly what you are going through or will be going through so listen up i felt stuck in public school and with urge from god to leave and start something new however however i felt paralyzed by stepping out in faith god sent me this podcast and soon after mckenzie herself this podcast pushed me encouraged me empowered me, challenged me, and set me free. And she used caps locks, friends. God has used this podcast to help equip me along the way. Now I have a community of teachers just like me around the country. Oh my gosh, that's just amazing. I have friends. I have a safe teacher's lounge. I have hope in education, freedom as a professional, my family, home, and now my neighborhood as an alternative school option. So, so grateful. Hannah, high five to you, honey. Thank you so much for being bold enough 
to step out and and just message me one day. She messaged me at the beginning of this journey of me starting a podcast. She did. She got the business bundle. She did clarity coaching. She's literally been in our group pouring her heart and soul, not only in her school, not only in her nonprofit, but also to the people in our group. So Hannah, thank you so much, honey. Thank you to all of those who take your time to leave a podcast review. We will be sharing them. It blesses us. It blesses others. And it really, really, really touches me deeply. Thank you so much. So today I'm going to be sharing with you my favorite routines that I have started this summer, some of which I've done before, but I really cranked it out this summer. And I want to share this with you because summer is so special to us. As teachers, we typically in the past or maybe even now end the year with caretaker fatigue. That's what I want to call it, caretaker fatigue. And Although the end of the year is super exciting, it can also feel very hard. It can feel very sluggish as you are leaving possibly your school for the first time. You're packing up your bags, you're packing up your books and your boxes, you're shutting the door, you're turning in the key, and now you are trying to start a new career path. Or you are already started a micro micro school and you're trying to grow it. You could be doing summer camps right now. You could be homeschooling and you are trying to homeschool, plan for the year, you're trying to juggle your your children. We all want our kids to be engaged. We don't want them to be sitting in front of a screen and we still need to get our work done. Or maybe you just need to read a nice book. You just need some time to yourself, right? Wherever that may come from, whatever you need, I wanna share with you what's working for me. Take one of these things, if you haven't already, and try them. You know, one thing that that I love is I love listening to other people's routines. I love seeing what works for them. But what I don't like is trying to adapt my life and make it like theirs because that routine works for them. And by golly, that should work for me. So please make sure that you're not getting yourself stuck in a corner and comparing your routines to my routines. Trust me, these routines came out of a place of knowing that our school was growing, knowing that we had to get the school that we've had in our house for the past three years to a new location, knowing that I, for the first time in four years, needed to make my house a home again. And it it came on super quick. The moment school got out that night on Friday, the weekend of, what was that holiday? Oh, Memorial Day, Memorial Day. That Friday night, literally waved goodbye to all the kids, walked into my house, sat down, was like, wow, okay, now we're moving into year four. We're getting a new place. Today was the last day. I was just kind of taking it all in. My husband comes home. He's like, do you want to go to Ikea? And I'm like, oh my gosh, not today, right? And I'm like, oh, well, let's, let's just go get, you know, a nice tea and let's go to Ikea and let's get all of our stuff that we want to get for our house because it's cheap and it's fun and we had the best time ever. But I had no idea that we were going to turn our house into back into a home again within three days. We were like crazy. And if you've ever gone to Ikea, you know that you got to put all the furniture together. My husband literally pulled an all-nighter. He pulled an all-nighter, you guys. He stayed awake till almost six o'clock in the morning putting together a couch from Ikea. And so we turned our home into just a, a, just into a cozy place. We got rugs. We got couches. We got plants. We got all the things that I didn't have in my house for a long time because of the school. We made the sacrifice. I'm so grateful for the times that we had there. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, um, we're moving locations. I've got to hire 
teachers, I have to hire certified teachers this year. My program is expanding. We're having more opportunities, more options. How am I going to make this work and still pour into my family and cook the meals and take the walks and and go on vacation and and go do pottery with my kids and all the things that we love to do and go kayaking with my husband have a summer but also be working to build up our castle right you're building a castle and and it takes work and you've got to lay down the foundation so here are the the greatest routines that i've found and and I, there's not there's nothing brainiac about them but i'll tell you there's a lot of science to back it up okay so i'm going to start with number 1 i woke up one morning and i was like okay I do not like how at two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm hitting the slump where I'm getting tired. No matter if I was with my kids out doing something at Target running errands, or if I was taking my dog to the vet, or if I was working, I was feeling a total slump. And I realized that I was trying to wake up in the morning and after my little morning routine, start doing my, my work. And then by noon, I was just fatigued and hadn't been outside. I hadn't really been doing the things that I know are good for me, things that really fuel me up. So I woke up one morning and I hadn't had a lot of good sleep, but I decided, you know what? I am going to do my, do my walk, do my run first thing instead of doing it at lunchtime. I mean, first off, I live in Florida and it's super hot at this time. So let me try it in the morning. And I know that this has worked for me several, several times, but I don't like it because I am an, I, Although I'm an early morning person, I am a slow person in the morning. And so this really put me out of my comfort zone. But I got up. I made it very easy. I made sure that my, well, first off, I got up that first morning and I was like, I'm just going to go on a walk. I'm going to get that done. I'm going to see how that makes my energy feel today. And there is science that when you wake up in the morning and the first, like you want to get sunlight in your eyes. Like literally, I I know it's going to go against what doctors have said, don't look at the sun, but literally just look at it real quickly and then look away. And because there is research that backs up what happens whenever you look at the sun for a short period of time and you get that sunshine on your body. Being close to a window is great, but it's not the same as getting out and getting fresh air and literally grounding yourself, putting your feet to the pavement. Go outside. If you don't want to exercise first thing in the morning, maybe just go outside, have your coffee, sitting outside in the sunshine. I have listened to so many podcasts about this, and so I really was getting up early in the morning and having reading my devotional and journaling by my by my pool outside but then I I really needed to get my body in motion. So my number one thing is morning movement. And I just told myself, like listen, you don't have to go balls to the wall. You don't have to run a 5k on the first day. And so I started off just on a nice 30-minute morning walk. And I have been been doing this consistently for 3 weeks and let me tell you, I have not had one afternoon slump. Not only am I doing my morning walk first thing in the morning, but I now am I'm running. I'm running, friends. And I'll tell you, there's some days where I don't want to do it, but I'm like, no, Mackenzie, you know how you're feeling once you do it. Like you've like that should be the reward. And I do not allow myself to have coffee until I get back from the run. That's a huge one for me. I don't know if it is for you, but what I was doing was spending a lot more time drinking my coffee. And then it was like just 
putting me in this situation where I would just want to go straight to work or go do something else other than go work out. And so I said, no, you're going to go and get yourself moving and get your sunlight, get some oxygen, get some water, and then you can reward yourself with the coffee. So number one is I do the morning movement outside. Number two is I come straight into my house. My kids are still sleeping at this time. My husband's left for work. And this is around 7 o'clock. I try to get outside by 7 a.m. And then I go through my house and I put on all my diffusers. I have four diffusers, one in my bedroom, my kitchen, my den, and my office. I put on all the diffusers. And I got this. It's called Laguna Moon off Amazon. There's like, oh, I think 25 possibly. 25 essential oils. They are not doTERRA grade, although I love doTERRA. But they are not doTERRA grade, but they're 20, there was like 25 of them, and it was maybe less than 30 bucks. And I am having so much fun playing around with them. I only suggest doing that because they're in a diffuser, and I've read the reviews, and they're super, super good. And I, I have had amazing results with these diffusers going on. I light a candle, and then I go take a shower, make my bed. And make sure my room's all set up. Close, just make sure that's all done, right? My per, my personal area is just all done. And then I treat myself to coffee and a nice breakfast. By this time, my kids are still not awake, y'all. I got a preteen and a teenager, okay? So this is going to be a little bit different for you. And from this, let me just tell you guys that the research also shows that your cortisol levels are super high in the morning. And if you have coffee before 90 minutes or yes within the 90 minute window of waking up it spikes your cortisol level even higher which causes you to crash later so i'm like okay i cannot just sit around for 90 minutes in the morning and not have my coffee so i might as well just go ahead and do my morning run so actually those two things kind of played in together now that i'm thinking about it i forgot i knew that i couldn't drink my i, I knew i couldn't drink my coffee until after 90 minutes of waking up. So I might as well just go do the hard thing. Guys, it is literally, it's like, it's like a rocket ship, man. I feel like I'm going, 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 going. Ever since I just tweaked those two things. So I, I, I get my coffee. I get my breakfast. I do my devotional. I do my journal and I plan. I, even though I've had a plan for the day, I look over my planner. And this is a new one too. This is number three. I love planners. I switch them a lot. And you know, I used to have a hard time and I used to get upset with myself that I used to switch these planners so much. And you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. I just decided, no, I need a, I need a planner for different seasons of my life. And when I go back to the times that I was the most goal-oriented and the most focused and the most just literally narrow was when I had the full focus planner. The full focus planner is legit, friends. The reason why I gave it up is because it's only lasts for three months. But I, I actually am, I'm actually, I'm okay with that right now. I'm okay with that. I'll use it for the next three months. There's ample opportunities to take your notes, to do your time blocking for the day, to do your daily big three, to look at a weekly preview, to write your goals. I needed something that was all inclusive. I love it. Full focus planner. You can even get it off Amazon. They even have a podcast called Focus on This. So there you go. I got my full focus planner. I'm feeling good. All right. The next spot or the next spot. Yeah, I actually said spot. I meant routine, but it is about the spot. And that is you need a spot to work. 
You need a spot where you can go and get your work done without distractions. I just made a, a live video in our Facebook group of my office that was turned into a creation station and then a STEM room and then a computer lab and then it was a classroom and now it's back to an office. It's now back to an office now that summer has started and it's just really nice that I went ahead. The very first thing that I did whenever summer started was I made sure I had a space to work. And I wanted it out of my bedroom and I wanted it in a place where I could close the door and just get down to get down to the nitty gritty. So if you don't have a space, find yourself a space wherever it may be. Just start out somewhere where you know you've got all your materials that you need. You don't have to jump from room to room to room, table to table. Set up a little spot, a little desk somewhere so that you and only you have your stuff there. Not your kids' papers, not your kids' arts and crafts. I have a diffuser, I've got a candle, and I just, and I've got um, plants in there, and it just, it just feels really nice, and it allows me to be very focused. Okay, talked about four things. Here's number five. Number five is that I give myself work hours during the summertime, and I share my work hours with my husband on Sundays, and I share my work hours with my family during our family celebration on Sunday nights. And that's when I pay my kids for their, their chores. And I also tell them this is when mommy's working. We look at our family calendar and our kids, we talk about what the events that they have this week. And we talk about what we're going to go do for fun. But I let my kids know when my work hours are so that they don't come and say, um, Mom, can you take me to Kaylin's house? Hey, Mom, can you take me to go to Dollar, Dollar Tree because I ran out of tape for my arts and crafts? They know mommy's working, which leads me into my next super fun tip. And that is to put a sign out on your door. I'm going to, I'm going to, you guys got to go to my social media because I literally took a picture of the sign that I have hanging out on my door to help me work and allow my kids to know mommy's working from this time to this time. You, you can come if there's a 911 emergency or, you know, something pretty random that they use but for the most part it's literally cut down on distraction so much so go to my social media find that you can also see it in our group I literally just on a whim one morning was like I cannot have distractions I printed it off I found a fun picture of myself and I put it in a sheet protector and I taped it to the door and every morning I'll go in with a dry erase marker and I'll write down the times that I'll be working so they know they get the free time but do they really get the free time well that's my next tip my next tip is I kept it super simple and I give my girls a checklist and they've got to do the checklist items before they can have screen time. Yes, my friends, this helped out a lot. So they weren't going, mom, what am I supposed to do today? Mom, do you need me to do this? And me having to tell them, don't forget to put away your laundry. Don't forget to unload the dishwasher. So when they wake up, they know mom's working. Here's your activities. You have breakfast, you take your vitamins, you unload the dishwasher, you walk the dog, you put away any laundry, and then there's some chores on the side that they can get paid for. So there's the non-negotiable activities, and then there are the chores. And let me tell you, this is nothing Pinteresty. There, This is nothing super fancy. This is, I was, again, like, I've got to make this maximized. I do not need to be sitting here getting some cutie little tootie thing off the internet. I'm just going to handwrite it, copy it, Put in a sheet protector. The girls have their own expo markers and they check it off each day once they do their items. Easy peasy, my friends. Easy peasy. 
And last but not least, my last tip for you is to theme your days. I've also been doing a lot of research on context switching and a lot of research on batch working. So as much as I can, and I'm I'm getting better at it, I'm focusing myself to focus on one to two things or three things, but a day that I need to get done when I'm working. And I make sure that if I'm going to do more than one thing, that I give myself blocked in hours of when I can work. So for an example, last week I was needing to finish my teacher certification. I needed to follow up with some people who had inquired about our school. And I also needed to do some Facebook promotion. So since I had three things that I needed to do that day, I gave myself two hours for my teacher certification, one hour for emails and follow-ups and phone calls, and one hour for Facebook promotion. That was it. I had four hours, eight to noon. And so I made sure that during those two hours, that's all I was doing. During the one hour of calls and texts, that's all I was doing. During the one hour of Facebook promotion and getting into groups and talking to people, one hour, and that's all I was doing. So theme your days or theme your hours. I hope that this blessed you. Let me recap this again. Morning movement, coffee after 90 minutes, take your shower, do your devotional, do your journaling, do your little self-care, plan out your day. Look at and find a, a good planner that works for you. Mine right now is called the Full Focus Planner. Get yourself a nice space. Get yourself your work hours. Communicate that with your friend, with your family and your kids. Make sure you put a sign on the door. Give your kids something to do before they get those screens in their hands. And then batch out the work you have by theming your days or theming your hours. That's it, my friends. I hope that you take something from this episode and go get to work, but still have fun. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.